Welcome to the IBC Student Ministry Podcast, an extension of Emmanuel Baptist Church here in Warren, Arkansas. The purpose of this podcast is to present sermons from Wednesday nights, special topics, and other resources for parents and students. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. I know it's been a while since we posted anything, but thank you so much for listening. Uh, I am excited for not just one, but both of these episodes of the podcast. Uh, This episode, we're going to be answering the question of how do we protect our students and ourselves online? We're going to talk a lot about filters and services and technology, social media, all that other stuff. But the reason why we decided to do this episode was because, you know, I, I mentioned in the very first episode, I have a very heavy technology background and part of my job was to filter and protect students online and, and with the highly highly saturated internet culture that we live in and with how much our students are online and how much we are online, we, we want to know, you know, what kind of stuff are they getting on? How can we protect them? How can we honor God with the way that we use technology and the way that we we use our social media? And so I felt that this episode was very much needed and I felt that this would be a good resource for parents or uh, students maybe who even want to help protect themselves online and uh, to use social media wisely. So uh, in order to address this, we're actually going to split this episode into two parts, and this is going to be part one. And part one is going to focus on filters, services, and technology in general. So what we'll do is we'll talk about what's, what's the most user-friendly device to filter, what is the easiest and best device for filtering, um, what is the best game system for parents who want to filter content for their students and students? What game systems or what phones or what devices are best for you for, for you to be protected online as well? And part two is going to be focused a lot mostly on social media and how we interact online. Because I know the reality is a lot of you that are listening may be a parent and you already have a good filtering service in place or Maybe you already have certain restrictions on your phone that are working for you, or maybe you check your student's phone frequently and that seems to be working well for you. So you may not need to know about these different filters and services, or maybe you're a student, maybe you're just like, okay, I, I'm pretty well protected online. My parents do a good job of keeping me accountable, but you know, how do I, how do I, how do I honor God best with the way that I uh, use social media? And so we're going to talk about that and, and parents, we're going to focus a lot on social media with part two and kind of educating you on what effects social media has on your student and things you need to be aware of that's going on with popular apps that your students use. Now, we're going to talk a lot about Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and TikTok and all those other social media services because we want you to be as well educated as you can uh, to help not only protect your student, but maybe your student listening to this and maybe you want to help protect yourself. And I think that's awesome. Uh, At the end of each episode, we are going to be highlighting a different app you can download on your phone to help in your growth or spiritual discipline as a Christian. I'm personally super excited to introduce you all to some of these apps, so I hope you'll stick around till the end of the episode. Plus, I want to encourage you and help you to see that there is good that can come from technology, and technology is not the devil, okay? You know, there's there's that stigma that, oh, technology's the devil. If we just get rid of it, you know, everything will be okay, but there's really... There's really a lot of incredible things that, that you can do with technology and a lot of really incredible ways that technology has been utilized to help further God's kingdom 
and to help grow our relationships with him. And so uh, I want to help educate you guys on what's out there with that. So uh, anyways, if you're listening, this is part one of our technology-focused episodes. In part one, we're going to be focusing on the filters, the services, and the technology itself. And so here's how I break this down. I've got my favorite service, the one that I'll tell you about that is my favorite. I'll tell you why it's my favorite. I've got the most likely to recommend. Now, this is different than my favorite service, mainly because if somebody's coming up to me and they're asking the question, hey, Dustin, what filter would be good for me? I would recommend that product. Um, I'm also going to talk about the most user-friendly technology that you can use for filtering and for protection online, the easiest to protect with help, and I say with help as in quote-unquote me, (laughs) and the best game console for parental control, and so I'm I'm excited to talk about these. Um, Now, before I get into this list, let me kind of give you guys a little bit of insight and a little bit of behind the scenes on this episode. I, I had planned on making this episode live weeks ago, but here's what I found out. You know, I I like to do a lot of my own research and I kind of already have my preferred method of filtering uh, that we use at the school district. We use GoGuardian, which was great because we had a lot of Chromebooks and we use the state's filter. And so that was pretty much already done for us. But in looking at filtering services, here's what I was looking for. I was looking for ways to track the usage of that technology to, I want to be able to see what, you know, my student is on. Um, I want to be able to guard them online. I wanted to be able to help regulate how much they're on the screen. And most importantly, I wanted to regulate what they saw in apps. Now here's what I found about every filtering service that I looked at, whether it was for iOS, which is iPhones or Android, which is everybody else. And that is this, there is not one service out there that perfectly covers all of the things on my list. So in my recommendations and the things I'm I'm telling you guys about today, I, I want you to make sure that you kind of already have your parameters set on what you want to do in order to filter your your child's or your student's smartphone device or internet usage. There's a lot of different options. For example, if you're wanting to filter your internet entirely, you can get the Circle, which is Disney's uh, router, that they sell where you can do the filter straight from the router. Um, there are a lot of different services like that where you can make the router, your internet yourself uh, filtered. Uh, but the filters we're focusing on here are filters that are not tethered to a router and are not tethered to your internet service or your cell phone provider. So here's my favorite service. My favorite service for filtering and for monitoring what's on your kid's phone and everything like that is Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes costs $16.99 a month. You can put it on unlimited devices and you have up to 10 users. Now, here's why I like this service the most. And here's why this one over any other product I can recommend most closely fits to what I like is because of this. Covenant Eyes is focused on pornography addiction and keeping you accountable for what's on the phone screen itself. Here's how it works. So uh, Covenant Eyes, what they do is they will take random screenshots of your phone and they will flag certain things that are inappropriate. They will blur out the picture or not even show anything entirely. Uh, You have a list of people that that gets sent to. 
and they can see when you're doing things that are fishy or they can just randomly see what's going on on your phone. Now, the reason why I like this is because students will eventually learn how to get past filters. There is not a perfect filter out there that completely blocks all access to students being able to get to anything. I was a tech guy for three years at a school and I learned that. <laughs> students are really smart and they're going to try to figure out a way to get past it, mainly because what they would do is they would probably go onto their friend's phone or their friend's internet and look up how to get past that block. And most of the time it's online. That or if they end up finding your PIN number for that service or any anything like that. Anyways, what I like about Covenant Eyes is that Covenant Eyes takes away that ability to get past the filter because it's not exactly a filter. It's it's a accountability software in which at any time you can see what's on your kid's phone. So here's here's what I mean by that. So like let's say you have a student who's in a relationship with somebody. Things are getting kind of serious. Something like this would allow for you to see random shots of what's going on, on their phone and you're able to see things like that. Like let's say a conversation that shouldn't be happening between these two teenagers or maybe uh, a Twitter account they shouldn't be following or something like that. Something that is hard to filter on a full-blown filter, you're able to see because of an app like this without directly grabbing their phone and looking at it for yourself. You're able to see exactly what they're doing at any given point and it's sent directly to you. And and that's what I really like is is maybe not every given point. Like It's not like you can automatically just see, okay, what are they doing right now? Like It just it sends you screenshots, but... Um, I think there's a lot of accountability in that, and I think that if you pair this service along with the filters that are that are built in, the parental controls that are built in on the phone itself, it's a great service. Now, here's where it does. Here's where this lacks is that it lacks in a lot of features of a full-blown filter. So, like for example, this ain't a filter. <laughs> you, you know, you um, you are not going to be filtering like you can with this next product I'm about to recommend on an app like this. But this, this is for me my favorite because I think it takes away a lot of the workarounds that you can have with other products. And so Covenant Eyes, it's it's $17 a month. It seems kind of steep, but to protect yourself and to protect your kids. I mean, honestly, this is a great product for anybody. And yes, it is targeted more for pornography addiction and things like that. But I think you can use it for other things as well. And I think it is it's a, it's a good tool. And so I, I would recommend that. I know a lot of people who've used it and a lot of people who've loved it. Um, I know some people are scared by that $17 a month. But if you are weighing out the risk, you know, I, I think that, that a price like this is worth it, especially because you can put it on unlimited devices and you can have up to 10 users. And so this is great for a family. Um, or this may be great maybe if you are a student and you're struggling with, with things you're looking at and, and you you want to be free of that. You want to help pursue after holiness. You want to pursue after God. Um, and you want somebody to keep you accountable. This is a great program to do that. So Covenant Eyes, it's awesome. Check it out. Uh, next is my most likely to recommend. Now, if I, if I were asked, if I had a parent walk in my office and they, they sit down and, and I offer them a Dr. Pepper and I say, hey, so-and-so, what's going on? You having a good day? And they're like, man, Dustin, I just... I'm not having a good day. And I'll be like, okay, so-and-so parent, why are you not having a good day? And they said, well, I, you know, I just, I want to, I want to find a way to protect my kid online. You know, my kid just turned 13. They're, they're really wanting a cell phone. And I'm just not sure if I'm ready to give them hundred percent access to 
the World Wide Web uh, as a 13-year-old, which I would say, wow, that's that's great. I think I agree with you. It is that it's hard to give teenagers full and limited access to the Internet and expect them not to do something stupid. Now, uh, I do agree that that there is a certain level where, you know, you need to be able to trust your kids online and certain people have different views about that. But for me personally, you know, if I'm just now introducing a kid into the World Wide Web and having access to that, I want to make sure I'm protecting them as much as I can and building that trust with them and, and teaching them what it means to be safe online. And uh, so if they were to ask me, hey, Dustin, what is the best program or service that you would recommend and here's what i would recommend i recommend famigard so it's f-a-m-i-g-u-a-r-d uh what i this is what i like about this app i like it because it's user-friendly it's cheap and i'm i'm counting with my fingers and you can't see but i just realized it's a podcast so you can't do that that's all right um and i love the different features that are on this program let me just tell you about a few of them Um, You have location tracking with a built-in GPS. The location is updated every few minutes, so you can always keep track of where your student is. Um, You can control app use time to prevent a child from screen addiction. Uh, This wonderful apps categorization helps parents to manage them easily. So let's say your kid is on YouTube um, for like seven hours a day. You can filter that down, and you can give them a time limit on certain apps, and I think that's really cool. The web filter feature is applied to all browsers on your kid's phone. Okay, here's one of the coolest features of it. It's it's applied to all browsers on your kid's phone because a lot of services will focus, let's say you're putting it on an iPhone, they focus on Safari. Well, your kid can download Opera, they can download Google Chrome, they can download Firefox, they can download Internet Explorer, I mean, whatever it is, they can download all these different browsers to get around your filter because it's not Safari. And so what this does is it is it tries to target every web browser that your student can be on, and it uses its filterings to block their access to those websites. Um, so, for example, uh, if I were to block social media from my, my student's phone, let's say Theo is a teenager and I get him a cell phone, um, and I block his access to social media. In whatever browser he tries to use, it's going to block it. So he, let's say he tries to go to Facebook. It'll say, pop up the screen. It'll say, you know, FamGuard has, has blocked your access to this website. And then you get an alert uh, that they tried to get on a website that was blocked. Um, you uh, can geofence and get regular updates of your kid's phone. Okay, so this is cool. So... So a geofence is, is, is how I understand it is that is that when they get into a certain geographical location, you can get alerts that your phone your, your child has arrived there. So, for example, uh, and you can also set parameters of what happens. So let's say when they're at school, you only want them to have access to calling you and access to sending text messages. You don't want them to have access to apps. Well, whenever they get to the school district and you have it in a geofence, you can set it to where, okay, I'm shutting off all social media while you're at school. And then when you leave school, it all turns back on. It's the coolest thing ever. Oh, my goodness. Now, I warn you, students can find ways to get around that. For example, if they know how to change their location services on their phone and you don't have it blocked on there, what they can do is they can change their location and artificially make it to where they're somewhere else. Now, a lot of kids don't know how to do that, and it's an imperfect system. So, uh, most of the time this will work, but I am telling you that that is a way they can get around it. Um, 
You get all online activity of the target phone, such as location history, geofence reports, act activity, and web browsing activity. So you get to see what they're looking at um, and what they're Googling and stuff like that. Now, you don't get specifics on some websites, but you do get pretty close. So it's it's good. Um, you can uh, schedule different screen times for your students and existing settings can be edited. Um, it's got simple using logistics for users. So, you know, you've got the these these printables that'll be available and, and data and it's just it's really neat now here's here's what I love about this program the most it's really cheap now if we compare it to Covenant Eyes it is cheaper but here's here's the gist if you buy it for a year so you buy it a year in advance it's five dollars a month otherwise it's twelve ninety nine a month or it's ten or it's nine ninety nine for three months each so that's each month but anyways if you were to buy a year in advance for five dollars a month that is incredible for a service like this so let's say for example that you you your your student has built trust with you you feel like you can trust them online to use social media well to use their apps well um, them going to places they shouldn't be online has not been an issue for you but you would like to see where they are and make sure they're not on their phone too much then this program is great because you don't have to use it as a filter if you want to or vice versa if you don't want to use all the the geography stuff you can stick with the filter it's it's so cool because it's got so many different options it's super user friendly and it works on iPhones and Android so it's just it's awesome now here's the biggest issue I have with this this program and I repeated it earlier in the episode is that this service does not filter in app now you can filter the app students access and filter the apps that they're able to download so for example you can set age limits and restrictions on apps but here's the biggest problem I have if I've got social media blocked on my web filter and my student has Facebook already on their phone it doesn't block Facebook so for example it'll block it on the web browser but it won't block it on the app so that's that's the biggest con I found but generally you can find ways to deal with that for example you can block that app from being downloaded you can actually look on the app itself and um or not on the app itself but on this program itself and see okay what is my student doing okay they're getting on twitter okay i told them not to get on social media they're they're grounded from it and you've already blocked it but they got on it anyways and you could see it anyways um and so that's the biggest con because there there is a lot of things that should be filtered from a website the websites like facebook and twitter Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok. I'll go over those a little bit more during the social media episode. But all, all in all, it it's it's very difficult to block within app because so many apps are different. But as you as parents and even you as students, what I want you to be aware is that these filters are great and they're good for protecting you. But but those social media websites are out of the restrictions of a lot of those filters. And so parents, if you're wanting to filter your child's online usage make sure that you're aware that apps themselves do not fall under your filters i think the only app that does is pinterest but i'm not sure because i haven't tested it i tested like facebook and twitter and instagram and snapchat and a bunch of those uh, but i'd never got the test pinterest but anyways that's the one i'd recommend uh, despite that con which i have an issue that nobody does it because it's really really hard um, what I will say is that for all of these features that you get and all of the 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 ease of use and the price, 
I recommend Famigard. Seriously, it is it's awesome. I, I I played around with it for a while. They actually have a demo that you can look at on their website. Um, and so yeah, that's the one I would recommend. If I had a parent coming in, sitting down, hey Dustin, what would you recommend? I'd recommend Famigard. So uh, if you have any other questions about that, or you would like to know kind of my own experience with trying it out, please let me know. I would love to share with you some things I learned about it. But that's really the gist of everything I learned. Um, now. For the most user-friendly to filter. So this is going to be almost a no-brainer. In fact, when I put up a poll to see how many of you used uh, whatever products, what kind of cell phone you use, whether it was an iOS or it was an Android, uh, most of you put the use an iPhone. So guess what? You have the most user-friendly phone to block access to. iPhones have this really nifty service called screen time where you can go in your settings and it's really user friendly to block certain applications to block screen time and all this other stuff it's really really cool so you may be asking yourself well Dustin what's the difference between what the iPhone already offers in protection like me being having to uh, approve of my child's app download and uh, a service like Famigard well Famigard does what the screen time application on iPhones doesn't do it kind of it kind of covers the rest but if you're somebody who doesn't need all the the services of Famigard and you're content with just what the iPhone offers then that's awesome then go with that but I, I think that the iPhones have really good parental controls and they're super user-friendly and I it's it's awesome I, I definitely think it's the most user-friendly however the iPhone is also easy to get around so my vote for the easiest to protect is the Android phones. And here's why. Because with the right help and with certain apps, you're actually able to block and filter and protect in ways that you can't on an iPhone because of the way that Android is built. Android has a lot more option, is, options and is a lot more open to being manipulated software-wise. So for example, let's say you don't want your child to have access to incognito mode on Google Chrome. You can download an app that essentially blocks incognito mode that they can't get on and it removes the app from their downloads and it removes the app from their, their screen so they can't find it. And the only way for them to find it is to get into the root of the phone to delete it. It's really neat and I really like it. And, and there's stuff like that where you can you can really change the software of the phone to help guard your student. And plus, what's really cool, and iPhone has this too, there are certain minimalist apps that you can download that replace your home screen where you know if you don't want your student to have access to apps at all and you only want them to be able to call, text, and take pictures, then you can download this app called Sampo, and that's what it does. It only gives you those options on the phone and you have to have a password to get out of it um, if you so wish to set that. Uh, and so with the Android side of it, you may need a little bit of help. It's definitely not super user friendly, but that's what's great about someone like me or other tech guys is that we have a little bit more experience working through these things because we have to for the, for the state. And so this is my offer to any parent out there that would like for me to help to protect their, their child. And if they have an Android phone, I, I would love to help set you up as best I can with parental controls on that. And so uh, Android is getting a lot better with, with having um, a screen time mode, kind of how iPhone does, but iPhone is still a little bit more user-friendly. So if you would like help with any of these, uh, again, my services are always uh, provided to you. Um, now, lastly, the best 
game console for parental control. And this is a no-brainer. This is the Nintendo Switch. Uh, the Nintendo Switch is a portable game system that also can dock to your TV. And in fact, they actually just came out with a Nintendo Switch Lite, which is basically a Switch that is unable to dock to a TV. So it's like just the portable console. Um, it has become my favorite game console in the last couple of years. It is so cool because it's so versatile. But here's what I love about the Switch. The Switch, by far, has the best parental controls. We have one in the student room. And it is super easy to use. The parental controls were flawless. And my favorite part about the Switch versus the PlayStation versus the Xbox versus a PC is that the games available for the Switch are a lot... There's a lot more quality, family-friendly options on the Switch than there is on any other game console. So, for example, some of the best games on the PlayStation 4 are like Spider-Man and uh, like God of War and Red Dead Redemption and Call of Duty. You know, games like that. Games that are, can be more mature and Uncharted. Um, and you may not be comfortable with your with your you know 12-year-old playing some of those games. But let's say you do want your 12-year-old your or whoever it is to have quality games that they play through get him a switch because the switch i'm telling you has some of the best games that have come out in the last few years they've had zelda breath of the wild which is one of the best open world games i've ever played and it's completely family friendly super mario odyssey is incredible mario maker 2 is awesome they just came out with uh the legend of zelda Link's awakening which is great i mean there's so many good options on the nintendo switch for uh for people who want a more family friendly gaming option for their student and if they want Fortnite on there it's got Fortnite and it's got minecraft so it's got those covered too so that's all i like about the switch there's there's just a lot more options you have uh when it comes to family friendly games and family engaging games like mario party and mario kart and super smash brothers and all that other stuff so um that's really it for this part one of the episode and talking about um different services and filters and devices uh thanks for joining uh again uh, we want to do a quick app highlight. Uh, if you have made it to the end of this episode, great. Thanks for listening to my rambling of technology. Um, the app highlight I wanted to highlight to, uh, right now is an app called Dwell. Dwell is an app that I found out about over a Facebook advertisement, and it is awesome. Here's what it is. It is a, a audio Bible app that looks like and acts like Spotify. Here's what I mean by that. They have uh, plans that you can download and different ways to alert you of when you're getting behind. There's different voices for you to listen to, different speeds you can choose, and there's music that can play on the background of reading the word. They have a queue system where you can select what chapters that you want to read at a time. So let's say you're jumping in and you're doing a Bible reading plan that has 10 different chapters from 10 different books. You can set that on your queue, press play, and go. Like it's it's awesome. And what I love about it is you can download it offline. And for someone who's in seminary who has to read a lot of different passages for some of my classes, for so for example, in my Old Testament class, um, I had to read like a bunch of different books and a bunch of different chapters all within just a few days. 
An app like Dwell was great because it helped me to really retain that information and to not have to flip through to find it. I could just follow along with where I was. And what's really cool about Dwell is it actually shows you what verse it's reading at a time uh, and the plans are really good. So I would highly recommend Dwell. Uh, it does cost a little bit of money right now. You can actually get it for $20 a year, which is a great investment. If you go through, uh, there's a, a podcast uh, the Knowing Faith podcast that the Village Church does, they've got a promo that you can do to to have Dwell for a year for $20, or you can get it for $30. I paid it because I think it's great, and um, we are actually going to buy ones as gifts because you can buy access to it as a gift, and we're going to give those away on a Wednesday night because I think that for Bible consumption and being in the Word, this is a great way to do that and to help you stay consistent in reading God's Word. And so Dwell... Uh, it's available on iOS and on Android. I would highly, 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 highly recommend it for anybody who wants to be in the Word more. Because I can promise you, if, if one of your excuses is, I don't have time, and you have a commute, then this is great. Because you're still able to intake God's Word and pray. Now, you may not be able to uh, write notes or things like that. But but the thing is, this is a way and a tool to help you get into God's word more. And so the app's called Dwell. It's great. If you ever want to listen to a sample, they've got a seven-day free trial. But if you would like to see what the unlocked access looks like, then uh, feel free to contact myself or Victoria or look at our phones and we'll show you what we got. So uh, uh, that's about it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any questions about any of these products, uh, please uh, let me know. You can either call, text the church office, or you can email me at dbarton at ibcwarren.net. That's a D as in Dustin Barton at ibcwarren.net. Also, if you have any questions you'd like to see on the podcast, you'd like us to address on an episode, or you'd like for me to get an expert on that topic or a minor expert, <laughs> um, please uh, shoot me an email with the topic or with the subject uh, line podcast. And we would love to answer your question on the podcast. So thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.